Welcome to Content with Character, the weekly podcast that'll give you the momentum you need to create content with more ease, clarity, and laughter. I'm your host, content copywriter Emily Aborn, and I'm all about unconventional marketing approaches. I believe in your big ideas, and I'm excited to help you share them in a way that's distinctly you. We choose the pace, we set the tempo, we pick the temperature, the speed, the duration, all of it. You can run in the heat, in the cold, you can choose to only show up on 80 degree days. You don't have to sprint just because the person next to you is. You can choose a marathon, you can walk, you can run, you can push a baby carriage and walk a dog. In this episode, we're gonna take it from analogy to reality and give you some tangibles as to how it looks to choose the tempo and the temperature in your marketing and business. Hello, welcome back. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I can't believe we're already through the first month of 2024. Wow, wow, wow. Actually, just kidding. Full disclosure, I got a major head start on recording these episodes. And so I'm actually recording this at the end of December. So in the future, I'm already almost through the first month of 2024, or I guess in the present. But in the present now, the real present, it's still 2023. Anyway, let's not delve too deep into the world of the time-space continuum and the unified fabric of all time, past, present, and future. Let's get into today's topic. Allow me to orient you on what we're going to discuss today and also briefly give you the dish on who I am and what business I have even being here on a podcast about marketing and visibility. Let's get the housekeeping out of the way first, because if you are new here or maybe you got swallowed in the holiday vortex and you still haven't come out, nor has your memory, I'm Emily Aborn. I'm a content copywriter, which means your small business would use me or might need me if you're looking to get help with consistent content creation in the form of blogs, social media, emails, stuff like that. Um, maybe you're getting ready to up-level with a new website and you need the copy infused with personality and solid SEO to go with the website. Maybe you need a centering point for your brand voice. We're going to talk about that at the towards the end. Or maybe you want somebody by your side who has almost a decade of entrepreneurial experience, who's seen a lot about what works and what doesn't work in brick and mortar, online, memberships, events, and more. Basically, Businesses choose me, small businesses choose to work with me because my writer brain saves them, saves you from banging your head against the keyboard and wishing you'd never become an entrepreneur. Because this marketing thing is hard. It is no joke, which is exactly why I started this podcast. I want to make it more enjoyable, more easy, more fun, and also more you, which is some of what we're going to talk about today, in fact. All right couple stories, then we'll get right into it. Um, Real quick, funny story. I've been using chat GPT to help me. First of all, I want to learn how to use it as a writer to help my clients and also to help myself. I don't have it write things for me. I could go on and on. I might do an entire episode on what I use it for, how I think we should be using it. Um, But I'll save that for another day. I've been using it to help me with like outlines 
for my podcast episodes. So if you have been noticing that the episodes are getting organized, more organized, and they're laid out like in a really solid way more than ever before, I guess I have to give ChatGPT a big thanks for helping to keep me on track. I mean, I do still digress. Let's not let's not lie here, but more on track. Thank you, ChatGPT. Um, so I've been employing the help of of chat to get some outlines. And the way that I do that is to extensively explain to chat what I want to cover in the episode. I'll say, here's the story I want to include. Here's the main takeaways I want to get and some ideas I already have that I want to be sure that we include in the episode. Then I get an outline. And in the case of this episode, for example, it gave me six main points. So six, I'll call them pillars with bullet points underneath. So then I can take that outline and I can get to work uh, Emilyizing it, first of all, filling it in more, finding uh, relevant links and information, maybe deleting irrelevant points that I'm not going to use, which I did in actually I took out three of those. So why am I telling you this story about ChatGPT? First of all, a couple of reasons. Uh, chat is a helpful tool. And like I said, I'm trying to learn to use to to make it help, help to have it work for me in organizing some of the creative uh, all over the place that can happen inside my brain. Sometimes I get an idea and I really struggle to make it like concrete and explain it clearly. So it can help me to outline that big idea. And then I can kind of say, all right, now I can add in the details and explain it clearly. Secondly, I share it to say that I want to remind us there is no way. Well, first of all, from my perspective, there's no way in Sam hell that I just turn on my microphone and start word for word saying what chat GPT gave me. First of all, you would know 100% that it was not me because it doesn't sound like me. Um, Actually, I even asked ChatGPT to write something once in my voice and it failed. I sounded like Pollyanna on a unicorn ride. And secondly, it was not very robust. It was not very thorough. I like to add in my own thoughts, my own opinions, my own ideas, my own spins, my own stories to it. Or else, uh, in my opinion, what is the point? So, I kind of wanted to share how I even use it as a writer, as a content creator, because I really want to remind us for the love of all things, do not, do not, do not copy and paste something from chat and just use it right into your content. My client showed me something the other day. She had an email that she had a um, an AI bot right. And I was like, you know what? It's fine, but it really is seriously lacking and deficient in you. Like I feel nothing when I read this. So she went back, redid it in her own, like with her own vibe and words to it. And it was like night and day. Like I felt such a warmth in reading her, her second go at it. So lastly, I found actually <laughs> chat's reply to my podcast idea quite funny. And I wanted to share it with you. So I had three reasons for telling you this chat story. This is the third. Um, I think the robot is on to me and the robot knows I need words of cheerleading and encouragement because this is what it said after delivering me this outline. Okay, so it gives me the outline all very like buttoned up and do 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 professional. And then it says, 
Emily, if you need, well, it doesn't say Emily, but I'm just going to pretend that it knows my name. If you need anything else or want to bounce more ideas around, feel free to ask. Good luck with your podcast episode. It sounds like it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> to which I responded, well, that's an effusive vote of confidence. And then chat replies again. Can't just leave you hanging. It does not just leave you hanging. Chat replies, blah, 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 a bunch of words of affirmation, and then says, your passion for helping others shines through, and that is a winning ingredient for any podcast episode. And I was like, you know what? Thank you, chat. Thank you, chat. In lieu of reading a podcast review this week and shouting out a listener, I would just like to say thank you to ChatGPT for the kind words. So now you're like, okay, what was this outline? Like, what was chat so excited about? I mean, it was honestly a really good idea. I was excited too. And I'm now going to tell you what the idea and what this episode is all about. So this year, I got a fabulous gift from my husband. It is a sad light, not a light that makes you sad, a light that makes you unsad <laughs> during the long, dark winter months here in New Hampshire. These typically start in November and realistically are not over until, I mean, in my world, the way I like the weather to be, it's like April and sometimes honestly even into May. Now, despite gifts not being either my husband nor my primary love language, as I shared with you in a recent episode... My husband and I do enjoy quality time, acts of service, and here's what I think about gifts. Some gifts can actually check those boxes by way of being really well thought out or helping you out in life. And I gotta say, my husband is an exceptional gift giver, and he crushed it in the gift department this year. So I can't choose a favorite, but the light's on right now. It's right up there. You can hear that I'm not sad. Uh, the light is right up there as one of my top gifts of all time ever. So to describe this light, this sad light, it's a, it's, it, sad stands for seasonal affective disorder, which by the way, I don't think that I have, but I think pretty much probably everyone in New England has because we don't get a lot of vitamin D. So to describe this light, it is shaped like a full moon and it comes with a little remote that lets you choose warm light, natural light, daylight. Now, all of these are basically variations um, of warm to cool light. And currently I have it set on warm because I just absolutely love the warm light. You can also set the brightness and you can choose the duration. So it goes anywhere from 10 to 90 minutes. 90 minutes, of course, is apparently this company's idea of the happiness cap. Um, but I love the light and so far so good. I mean, I mean, listen to me. I'm having a summertime in my brain over here right now. But the light gave me a great idea for this episode. And I actually made a post on Instagram and a lot of people responded to it because I think we're all kind of feeling this. So the day after Christmas, I decided I was going to get a little work done. So I sat it down at my desk. I set out to do a few little things, right? I just walked my dog. I'd done this amazing, relaxing yoga. I listened to a podcast and I sat down to simply make a post on Instagram. Well, when I did, my entire to-do list like log jammed my brain and pummeled me with overwhelm. I, I felt like I was asking myself to go from zero, like thinking about and doing very little for my business, to about 60 in one second. And I noticed the feeling. It was kind of an awful feeling. 
And what I noticed followed that was thoughts of panic, uh, thoughts of judgment. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm losing steam. Something's wrong with me. Everyone else is still going. They're still marketing. They're still showing up. They're still selling. They're still producing. The world is whizzing full speed ahead. And here I am like, I feel like I'm just approaching the starting line and I'm like tired and I'm confused about what time the race starts. And I'm like, but I'm here. So here's a news flash for the both of us. And I think this is going to be especially pertinent after a month of, uh, quote, getting our acts back together or recommitting to things. Like, I think it's going to be good for a month to have settled and have all of that kind of stuff gone by. We still get to choose the pace. We set the tempo. We pick the temperature, the speed, the duration, all of it. You can choose to run in the heat. You can choose to run in the cold. You can only show up on 80 degree days if that's your style. You don't have to sprint just because the person next to you is sprinting. You can choose the marathon. You can walk. You can run. You can push a baby carriage and walk a dog. So in this little episode, uh, I want to take it from analogy to reality and give you some tangibles as what that looks like when you choose, when you actively, mindfully choose the temperature and also the tempo and also the duration in your marketing and business. Because the reality is that the entrepreneurial space, the entire business world, really, it's very, very fast paced. And actually, the world at large, okay, is really, really fast paced. And I don't think that that's going to go anywhere or going to change unless we have another pandemic or a global event in which I still don't actually really think it changed. It just kind of shifted. Now, Some people really thrive at this pace. It was built for them. They were built for it. They seemingly go with the energy and the vigor of gods and barely stop to take water breaks. Some of those people also burn out. However, some are actually successful and stay in the race a very, very long time. So it really depends on who you are, what temperature and internal pace you like to maintain, what's kind of like your set point, right? And then what's just a little bit out of your comfort zone, what your personal ebbs and flows are. There's a lot that goes into it. But if I personally sit back and consider for myself the risks of going too fast in my business and my marketing, and sometimes for me that that also has like a social element of it too, like too much networking kind of stuff, um, it looks a little something like this. I suddenly have the urge to cancel every single thing I've said yes to, and I do mean everything. I feel overwhelmed, which is a very uncomfortable feeling. I really would not re- recommend. <laughs> um, I, ha- I struggle to stay inconsistent over the long term. So if I've committed to something, I don't want to commit to it long term. Um, I also notice that sacrifice. Uh, I'm sacrificing quality. So quality kind of goes a little bit by the wayside if I have too much on my plate. And also, and I'm very strict about this in how I manage my clients and what projects I take on when. Uh, if you are going f- faster than you can, you can also sacrifice those client relationships and also subcontractor relationships too. You know, if you're just the whirling dervish, you can burn a lot of subcontractor bridges as well. The list goes on, but those are sort of the yellow flags letting me know, and maybe you as well, that you might need to reevaluate the pace a little bit. So I thought it would be good as we've had a little bit, uh, uh, we've had a month of this year under our belt. We have a month of this year under our belt. We've got to try all the new things, establish all the new habits, I don't know, join things, probably quit things already, commit to all the things. But now we can take a step back. We can take a second and say, you know what? I actually don't need a new year to reset. 
I don't need a new year to reset the temperature, the tempo, the intensity, the duration. I get to do that right here and now. I get to do that every single day. And I want to talk about what that looks like from a marketing and content perspective. And I want to encourage you that if anything needs adjusting, you don't need to wait until next year. You don't need to wait until the start of a new month. You don't need to wait till your birthday. You can do it right here and right now. Because any time in the journey, you don't need to subscribe to anyone else's pace, anyone else's temperature, anyone else's duration, but your own. And I fully, fully believe that. So let me make this a little more practical for you. I'm going to give you examples of temperature, uh, tempo, and also duration, and then talk about how that kind of like relates to your business. So let's start with temperature. In my opinion, temperature is kind of like the tone or the vibe, like how you engage and come across in your content and marketing. Maybe even like a little bit of like what you're actually focusing on, whether you internally are feeling hot or cold about something. So let's talk about this thermostat in our business and our marketing, because in my opinion, you actually have to start here. This is sort of where you are as a business owner, what vibe you want to give off and how you will engage and communicate with your ideal clients and customers. To me, temperature is the tone, the voice, the essence of our brand, what people see when they come to visit your website or get together with you in a networking event or see in your emails. Like, are you coming in hot or are you giving them a soothing, warm, but not stifling bear hug? Or are you maybe kind of playing it cool with them? So what is your temperature? Now, at our house, we have the uh, the Nest thermostats. Now, primarily, we do heat with our wood stoves, so these are rarely used, although I do think that my husband likes to log in and spy on how many logs I put in the fire. And I think he's like, oh my God, she has the house cranked to 90 degrees <laughs> in mid-January. But we don't really use the thermostats too, too, too much because uh, we have the wood stove. But with the Nest thermostats, they have a little app on your phone and you can turn, you can actually turn up the heat so that it's like nice and toasty when you get home. Or if your house sitter is like single-handedly costing you the entire month's worth of electricity in one day, you can turn that thermostat right on down, okay? Well, in your business, no one has that app except you. Nobody gets to choose the temperature that you want to set except you. You are the one who chooses, this is how I want to show up. This is how I want to come across. And what you're actually focusing on may play a role in that, like whether or not you feel really passionate, aka hot, or really blah aka cold about something. So I want to ask you that question and just like sit with it and reflect on it. What temperature do you want to be? What temperature do you want others to feel? I will say mine. I will just be honest and share mine. I think that my preference for 80 degrees and 90 degrees in my living room would make a lot of people feel uh, overwhelmed. I save that for once you've gotten to know me. But I start out with sort of like a cooler, calmer, you know, slightly sarcastic temperature. Uh, I'd say it's like about 68 degrees. So it's just hot enough to keep you warm if you're here for the freebies and just the fun. But it's also cool enough to make you curious about working with me. And then we crank up the heat. Now, in my tone, I'm sort of the same way. Like, I am very warm and friendly, but I'm also not that syrupy sweet. I kind of, I'm, I'm kind, but I also set firm boundaries for myself. I have systems and processes to beat the band. So I'm sort of like somewhere, I'm like about 68 degrees. Now, consider your own temperature. 
what do you think it is in your business? I mean, it's a fun little mental experiment, right? And then let me ask you this. What maybe do you want it to be? What do you want people to feel when they encounter you and your business and your brand? So that's your first question. And then let's get into tempo, which for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to kind of also use this interchangeably with intensity. Now, intensity or tempo in your business, that has to do with like, I think the quantity, how hard you're pushing. Um, So this might translate to how much you do, what you actually commit to, what's on your calendar, how many clients you choose to take on at once, and the goals you've actually set for yourself. Now, again, you dance the beat of your own drum, so you get to pick the tempo. But it also has something to do with your goals, and that might have something to 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 say about how fast you need to be going. What your family needs to live every month, the savings goals you have, the things you have to pay off, that's also going to play a role too in how your tempo is, how what your goals look like. So let's just use a big example here. Let's say you set a goal for a 200k year. Okay, so if you if that's your goal, uh, your tempo, your actual pace, your intensity, your speed, it's going to probably be a little bit of a faster clip than somebody whose goal is, let's say, 50,000 a year. You may also have more commitments and things on your plate. You may have a team to manage. You may work with more clients. You may take on more projects. You have to do more marketing and be in more places and be a little bit more go, 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 go. You may also experience that having a goal like that actually does not feel like a fast pace for you because that solid team around you is helping you to achieve it. So my point in sharing that particular example is that all of our tempos, all of our paces, they look different and they feel different to us. And I also think that this has to do with like scaling versus not, which I did touch on this in a past episode and I promised to come back to it. So here we are. Uh, But scaling kind of goes with that too. Like it's only up to you if you want to scale. And scaling may affect your tempo one way or the other. So you have to think about that when you make that decision for yourself. And you don't have to make the decision now, which we will get into in duration. Uh, But you could stay a one-person show as long as your little heart desires. I mean, this is contrary to a lot of messages out there on the internet saying that scaling is the one true path. It's not. There are many true paths and the true paths are yours. But to scale or not to scale, that's something you really can only answer for yourself. And to go full speed, to do all the things, to be all the places, or really focus yourself into one place and go really, really fast in that. Uh, Take it totally slow, steady, easy. It's all your choice. Some of what you choose in tempo and intensity also relates to how you're going to come across in your temperature. And I would say that that is like mostly the case. Um, It may also relate to the duration and how long we plan to do certain things or how long we're able to do certain things. So let's get into that. Let's get into duration. Duration, this is a no brainer, but it's really like, how long are you going to do this? How long do you want to give something? How much time is going to be involved in getting to where you want to go? And I mean this as you're on your business on the grand scale, as well as like individual little marketing efforts that you do, projects that you start, courses that you launch, like every single thing. You don't always get to choose the rate at which your business builds and grows. Although I think some of that relates to the intensity and tempo, some of that is going to relate to the temperature you set. 
But you do get to choose how long you'd like to give a new experiment, a new collaboration, a new marketing initiative. Uh, You get to choose how long you offer certain products and services. It's okay to add in new things at any time. It's also okay to get rid of things at any time, even when people know you for them, even if that's what people know you for, even if people love you for those things, even when people want that thing and only that thing, you can still make the decision not to offer the thing. So I'm a little bit of a a loyalist, if you will. I will go down with a burning ship. Actually, I will go down with a piece of floating shipwreck that's burning in my arms, (laughs) even after the ship has gone down. That said, I didn't have this problem in my 20s. In my 20s, I had no problem quitting jobs left and right. I mean, if it didn't suit me, I was out. I can think of two jobs I was at for exactly one day, and I was like, this is not for me. But when I did find a job that I really loved, I mean, flaws and all, right? When I did find a job I really loved, I was all in. I was a star employee. They, they, most people wanted to make me the owner of their business if they could. In fact, I would even go back after leaving a job. I would go back to old employers. I did this on. I, I did this at least with four or five employers. I would go back to the old employers multiple times and work for them again. Uh, maybe that was like because I had moved back to an area, or they just begged me saying that their business couldn't do anything without me. Well, when my husband and I opened a business together in 2014, I thought for sure this was going to be the end of working for anybody else ever again. And more importantly, because so far it has been the end of working for anybody else. uh, But more importantly, I thought it was like the last stop on the job train. So we opened a a local sleep boutique, a mattress store, if if you want to use layman's terms. And I thought that for sure that store was where I would be until I was 70 years old. I thought I would have employees, um, but I had no intention of starting and ever, ever, ever stopping that store. So imagine my surprise when in 2018, we made the really difficult decision of pivoting. And at that time, I woke up to the fact that, oh my gosh, I really didn't want this to be the lifelong plan in the first place. Like neither of us did. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Neither of us really ended up enjoying it that much. So you know what we did? We gave ourselves permission to change our duration. We turned that little timer (laughs) from 40 years (laughs) to four and a half years. And we closed our doors and changed direction. Now, I can honestly say from my heart and toes that if I could do what I am doing right now until I am 70, and my husband and I like talk about this all the time, I think I would be 100% happy with that decision. Some of that also comes with a desire that I also want to stay as a solopreneur. Like I don't really have any desire to scale, to have a team. Um, It's something that I'm really, really excited to be doing by myself. And I also could iterate it in so, so many ways so that it's always adapting, always growing. Like I could keep doing this, some iteration of exactly what I'm doing right now forever. Second example, um, and so those were just kind of like two examples of like what duration looks like, but also giving yourself that permission to let something go. Even if you think you were going to be doing it for the next 40 years, you can still let it go. Second example is a little more recent. I had a community called the She Built This Community. 
Now, I started this actually kind of when our store closed in 2018, sort of around the same time. Um, And I didn't even think of a duration when it came to She Built This. I wasn't really intentional from the get-go about my hopes and dreams with it or really clear on what I was doing with it in the first place. I just sort of started something, let it evolve, let it ebb and flow and do its thing. Now, I spent uh, the better part of five years trying a lot of different things and trying and trying and trying to make it work for me and also the community for, like I said, five years. And then finally, I sort of saw the writing on the wall. I was like, oh, this is what I have to do to make it long term. And for me, it wasn't what I wanted. So that was the decision I had to make. And I had to make a very challenging decision to let that go. And you have to look at that no matter what it is that you're kind of evaluating. Sometimes the duration required for something doesn't match up to what you want. It doesn't match up to what you need or desire for your own life to look like. And that's okay. You get to choose how long you want to try and give something to blossom and grow. You get to choose if the duration it actually is going to need will work for you. And I, I would say that this extends to way bigger than just business. It goes to friendships, relationships, communities you're a part of, um, and then t- specifically about your business like products, services, the podcast you just started, your newsletter social media marketing, your business, everything. You get to say enough is enough anytime and you don't need a new year to do it. (laughs) And if that is a bit of a dismal prospect and you have no desire to burn anything down, more power to you. But I actually think that having that option personally provides me with a huge sense of relief, especially if you are a hanger honor like myself and you have a hard time uh, tapping out and drawing a line in the sand. A lot of what we're doing as business owners, especially probably if you're listening to this podcast, a lot of what we're doing is a long-term game. It takes a long time to get to where we want to go. It takes a lot of consistency to get to where we want to go. But you're also allowed at any time to tap out, stop giving anything, your time, attention, energy, money, etc. So was that fun? I thought it would be fun. Okay, to wrap us up, Like I said, you set the tone, you choose the temperature, the tempo, and the duration. And as I always say, I like to just remind you again and again of this, consistency is better than frequency. Consistency wins over frequency. So where do you maybe need to adjust some of the settings, turn up or turn down some of those dials in your business to make consistency work for you? Remember, more is not always better. It's really just more. Intensity, heat, faster pace, longer, it's not always the right option for you depending on where you are in your life, in your business, what decision you're trying to make. And I also think that these all work together. They go together. They go hand in hand. Temperature, tempo, and duration, they're all related. And it's really important to kind of like consider them because you want them to be working together synchronistically, cohesively, congruently. Let's let say for what you want your lifestyle to look like, what you want your business to look like, who you are working with in your business, and also your your capacity really to do these things. You get to set whether or not you're working at a manageable pace for you. Um, Casey Matthews, a coach of mine at one point back in 2020, she said that it's kind of like a game board and you are actually the one rolling the dice 
moving the pieces. You even chose the game. But I think oftentimes we let somebody else determine those things for us. We're like, yeah, you can roll the dice for me, right? You can pick what game we're playing. You can move my piece around the board. But don't, I want to encourage you, like, don't let anyone else determine those things for you because they will happily do so in a way that works very well for them, but not necessarily very well for you. Okay, in a minute, I will share what we're chatting about next week so that you can join me for that. But I also want to quickly tell you about something new I'm doing in my business right now, which relates to this topic. I've often done this very informally for clients. I I work with them to help them determine their brand voice, personality, tone, that kind of thing. But I've actually decided to make it a very official, comprehensive project product. Um, And I'm offering this to anybody like you don't have to be a client of mine or an existing client of mine to have to do this. So I am going to be offering a brand messaging guide. This is a resource for you if you're the kind of person who always struggles with what to say, how to say it, maybe even like, who am I talking to, and where I should be saying these things. The brand messaging guide sets the tone through your business for your marketing and your messaging. And it really, in my opinion, it's kind of like a a very clear roadmap. It's like showing you the path forward on how to speak to your ideal clients. And we're basing all of this. This isn't just like, oh, this is how I think you should talk. This is based on the direction and vision that you have for your business, like where you want to go. So basically, we sit down uh, and we set the temperature, the tempo, the duration together. It's a fantastic opportunity. And then you get a highly personalized, unique blueprint you can use throughout your business. And I really believe that this is kind of like a tether point a foundation, like it helps you to stay focused, keeps you from swerving all over the place. uh, And it also simultaneously kind of keeps you moving forward. It's like your it's like your very own marketing climate control, if you will. So if that sounds if that has piqued your interest, um, there will be a link to the brand messaging guide in the show notes, all of the links are always in the show notes. And I would love to connect with you on that. And of course, answer any additional questions that you have around it and see if it's a good fit for you. Um, so next week, we're going to start delving into my topic for February, which is a- around collaboration and connection. And our first stop is going to be choosing collaborations and being a good collaborator. Topic near and dear to my heart. Also not always the easiest topic, which may surprise you. So we're just going to tackle that one right away. And I just really, really want to thank you for being here. I'd love the opportunity to read your listener review instead of ChatGPT's review at the beginning of the episode. So please take a few minutes, um, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, please take a minute to leave me a review and I will chat with you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Content with Character. If you loved the episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, and share it with someone else you know it could help. For more content and visibility tips, visit my blog at emilyaborn.com. And be sure to connect with me on Instagram at emilyaborn. I'd love to hear how this inspired you to take action.